Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And today in history, in 44, Julius Caesar is assassinated by high-ranking Roman senators because on this day of recording, it is the Ides of March. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, et tu brute, and also, what the fuck history. I am your berserker boy, Zachary, and I am terribly sorry if things get out of hand today. I went a little too hard on the battle mushrooms. I'm Megan, and I am the fourth hex girl. I will not be taking questions at this time. Thank you. And I'm Matt. I fully expected Zach's intro to be longer than it was, but consider me pleasantly surprised. (laughs) Uh, Considering last time I did an intro, yes, I am surprised I did it this short. However, uh, not to make things awkward, I do want to state, it's not a question, it's just a statement. The Hex Girls were my sexual awakening, and I am not going to take any questions on that. Already so many non-question havings. I know. The reason that I thought of the Hex Girls is because on my way home from work, I was listening to Moonlight Densetsu, which is the theme song of Sailor Moon, and then that segued into the YouTube recommendation of, do you want to listen to the Hex Girls? And I was like... As so often happens. Absolutely. Of course I want to listen to the Hex Girls, and I think it was also Fred's (laughs) sexual awakening as well, because there's at one point in the video where, like, I think her name is Sister Thorn. She, like, points at Fred, and he's like, oh, my God, and Daphne, like, slaps him in the boner or something, and he's like, oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Daphne's like, how could you? And Fred's like... I'm sorry, big titty goth I girls are all I want now. I description Megan just gave where he's, <laughs> she's like, uh, she slapped Fred in the boner and he goes, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's what basically happens. And, you know, Shaggy and Scooby are over in the corner being like, oh, we're not scared of the witches anymore. So they just start, like, getting high. Anyways, to get this you know, train back on the tracks, a game of rock, paper, scissors has been played. The order has been decided, and it will be Zach, Megan, and then myself. Oh, yeah. So, Zach, if you are done busting nuts to goth girls that were cartoon depictions of goth girls, let's <laughs> fucking kick it off, homie. I mean, I'm never done with that, but I keep think it I in your pants. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Just like Fred. All right. <laughs> Just like Fred, keeping your pants. Or Megan's or gonna punch you in the boner. Gonna smack you in the boner. <laughs> I'm Daphne in this scenario. Apparently. Okay. Anyway, so we're gonna begin tonight with a question. 
Are you too familiar with the wonder that is Lord Byron? I yes. have not been acquainted with a Lord Byron. Okay, well, Lord Byron was a fucking baller. Full stop. That is my story. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> no. Thanks for coming right. to my Thanks TED Talk. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so, but seriously, oh, I thought you Lord Byron you. is known for... Oh, I, I was very Dude, close, the, but I think I can actually give you some information. The shortest story we've ever Could had. Could you imagine right? if one day we actually came on this podcast? Well, I come on this podcast every week, but... Could you imagine if one day... <laughs> I'm cutting that... <laughs> Could you imagine if one day we just come on this podcast and all of a sudden it's like, this is a one sentence description of my story. Discuss. When we make it to 100, that's what we'll do. That'll be fun. 100, one sentence. We'll just call it 101 sentences. Anyway, Lord Byron is known for two things. Fucking and fucking around. And a little bit of writing, if I can remember that correctly. Okay, so three things. Sometimes. Sometimes. Very rarely. Mostly it's the fucking everything and fucking around with everything. But this dude is a constant nuisance for his university when he goes to university, Trinity College, which is the famous college that a lot of people go to, including Oscar Wilde, who we covered, or rather I covered, or don't mind me, um, or whom I'd rather be covered by, ugh, Oscar Wilde. Anyway, he also went to Trinity College. So, Lord Byron is an absolute nuisance to Trinity College. He is Animal House before Animal House ever is thought up. Which, to me, is funny because the dude also fucking loved animals. Nice. <laughs> exactly. Noise. Yeah. Uh, where way. he has, like, a very... very Yes. Okay. Yes. Please. <laughs> Just need to make sure. So, he understand and appreciate you clearing that up. But yes, in a very platonic and normal way. Lord Byron has a very troubled childhood, which I'm not going to get into, because that's a whole other thing for a whole other day. However, he ends up growing up with a lot of animals, mostly dogs and cats, but at some points in his childhood, he even has a pet monkey, pet peacocks, pet badgers, and at one point, even a crocodile. Did he have exciting names for any of these animals? He did. Can you elaborate on those? Yes. He had a favorite dog named Botswain. Oh my god. Who... He loved so much, it died in 1808 from rabies, and he wrote a poem dedicated to Botswain the Newfoundland, entitled Epitaph for a Dog, and in his will, demanded that he be buried next to Botswain the Newfoundland. Oh my goodness, every dog owner's dream! That's dedication. Botswain was the bestest boy, the goodest boy. He's such a boy. Such a boy. (laughs) Anyway, so, but we're not here for baby Byron. We are here for just as immature but capable of horrendous thoughts, adult Byron. (laughs) (laughs) To clarify. Um, So he attended Tens Trinity College between 1805 and 1808. And at his time in Trinity College, there is a writer in the paperwork at Trinity College that states, there are no dogs allowed on school grounds. God. Damn these savages. These savages taking away our puppers. <laughs> our dog given rights. Our dog given rights. Our dog given rights. Fuck yes. So what does my boy Byron do? Um he hires uh someone, a tiger handler, to have a tiger on school grounds at all times. You're close. Fuck <laughs> me. How close am I? 
he brings a tamed bear on campus, which lives in his dorm room. Awesome. A full-sized fucking bear. Dude, because where'd he find the it? rules never explicitly state that there are no bears allowed on Trinity no, College no campus. Dogs. Dude, but where did he find it? <laughs> like He went to the bear store. Yeah, he went right. to the bear store. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm... Oh, God. That's such a foolish question, Megan. Like, yeah, honestly. I know. That's the true meaning of the Second Amendment here in the United States. <laughs> the right, the to, right bear to bear arms. arms. Oh, yeah. And it's just to have a bear hug you. So he starts this giant fight with college officials over the legality of the bear. Eventually, the school ends up agreeing with Byron and allows him to keep the bear on campus because they were just apparently done with his shit. So Lord Byron is allowed to keep a bear in college as a pet. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) What did he name the bear? So they never actually, it's hard to know what he named the bear. It was never actually written down or anything. However. Henceforth, I'm going to refer to this bear as Horatio. Okay. Um, I've been calling him Mr. Cuddles, but I will call him Horatio. Honestly, come on, Zach. It's Byron. He would call his bear Horatio. Mm. Mr. Horatio Cuddles. Okay. Understandable. Understandable. So. Esquire, because he's also a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) That actually, so we're going to get into that. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, not. (laughs) So... So, he would be seen actually walking Mr. Horatio Cuddles, Esquire, around campus on a chain as if it were a dog. Because clearly a rope and a collar was not going to cut it for a fucking bear. Oh, you don't say. (laughs) Yeah, I do say. I fucking do. So, yes, he's walking this bear around as if it's a dog and, like, talking to it as if it's a 50-pound fucking bulldog. Like, oh, who's a good boy? Who's a good bear? Who needs some behind-the-ear scratches, Mr. Horatio Cuddles? (laughs) Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) You're welcome. Allegedly, Lord Byron at some point tries to push this joke even further by having the bear apply as a student. Yes! Oh my god! This is the greatest story that I've ever heard in my life. Because once again, there is no explicit rule saying the bear cannot apply as a student. You do not have to technically be a human being of the species... Homo sapiens. I just wanted to, to be known as a Trinity College of a story from a D&D campaign where a person just played as a bear with a high deception deception yep. skill and just convinced people he was a human that was really bad at English. Anyways, continue. <laughs> That's literally what Byron did though. That feels very poignant and I'm convinced that Lord Byron was just he did not give any fucks about anything. So if I was to ever have the privilege of going back in time and teaching Lord Byron how to play D&D, the characters that men would come up with, I am... I mean, he'd play a bard first off, just so he could also fuck everything in a fake world. That's true. But Fair. after the first character, he'd come up with some wacky shit. I digress. He ends up actually writing his friend uh, Elizabeth Pagot in 1807 saying, 
I have got a new friend, the finest in the world, a tame bear. When I brought him here, they asked me what to do with him, and my reply was, he should sit for a fellowship. <laughs> Which is beautiful. <laughs> this man wrote this woman being like, um, they asked me why I would bring a bear, and I said, because he needs to be educated. They asked Duh. me why, and I said, because I think higher education's a joke. <laughs> I'm already smart. The bear isn't. Yeah. We should rectify this situation. And then he made a fart sound in the dean's office. <laughs> and then he threw deuces. Oh and, my God. and then the bear took a shit on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there was like a flip side to that though where where someone was just hear me out for a second because this was a very funny train of thought in my mind and I want it to exist in the universe. Imagine if you will someone says uh you're going to be teaching one of the worst students yet and someone goes who and it's like not who what and then what? you show up to work and there's a fucking chained bear sitting in your classroom. <laughs> And you're just, you just have to teach it. I wonder if there's a moment where the person's like, if I fucking pull this off, what, what do they fucking do with me? See, you say that, and then I'm continuing this analogy, this this scenario in my head, where you just have a montage of this bear learning, like, swiping like, papers <laughs> off of a desk, oh and eventually God, it yes. shows this bear, like, it shows ten years later, yes, and you're in a absolutely. courtroom. He's wearing a fucking, like, professorial Professor. jacket, yeah, like a tweed dude. jacket. He's fucking drawing figures on the board. <laughs> I am still going with the lawyer analogy, oh, so it's no. like oh, yeah, he's 10 years law. later, and you're in a courtroom, and you got these <laughs> stuffy British dudes in wigs, and one of them like, starts yelling, and he's like, you know, the defendant, and all of a sudden oh, you just hear in the back corner, <laughs> <laughs> and you see this bear in a full-on fucking suit, no pants, with he's winning, pulling this shit, wig. and a monocle, and the judge just goes... I'll allow it. I'll, I'll allow, allow it. it. <laughs> oh my god! And then you get you cut to a scene of like Mister Horatio Cuddles fucking beating the shit out of a witness, and you see the other the other lawyer like he's badgering the witness, and the judge is like, it's very clear that he's a bear. <laughs> I was gonna say very so clear. You just hear again another, and it's like. Permission to treat the witness as hostile granted. <laughs> Permission granted. You Dude. may now treat the witness as a hostile. <laughs> this just sounds like a Lifetime movie if Lifetime weren't cowards. You're goddamn right. It sounds like the now defunct Spike TV movie. It sounds like it could be on the History Channel too because... They fucking air documentaries about ancient aliens. Like, are they even trying to do real history anymore? We need to know the history of Horatio Cuddles. That's honestly, we though, we And do. his extensive law degrees. So, the story of Horatio Cuddles. Mr. Horatio Cuddles, Esquire. Kind of fizzles after that. He never actually gets to sign up as a student at Trinity College. What a waste. What a big surprise. I am sorry. Yes, right? Fucking cowards at Trinity. And Lifetime. 
and Lifetime. We're being We're honest. calling you out. Mr. Horatio Cuddles, I'm sorry you do not get to strut your stuff down the aisle in a cap and gown. I don't know where you'd hold a diploma, but I'm sorry you don't get one. He would his... be tearing it apart with his powerful jaws. His, his powerful, powerful good boy jaws. His dexterous bear hands. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they're called. His, yeah, his bear hands. Bear, bear hands. hands. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Byron ends up leaving school. He takes the bear with him to London, where Lord Byron has an estate, and the bear is free to roam the estate grounds. Mm. Mm. I can't he see anything goes going. on to eat 15 of his servants. <laughs> you say that, but... Oh, God, Zach. Oh, my God. Lord Byron's bear, whom we've playfully named, and is, we don't know if it's actually named Mr. Horatio Cuddles, was joined by another one of Lord Byron's favorite pets. What? Which was a wolf. Stop it. Nice. <laughs> Where was he getting these animals? <laughs> I don't know, but I love him for it. Who was selling him wolves? Whoever Kevin Lord Byron is like, I'm pretty sure Lord Byron can walk up to wherever he wants that might have a wolf or a bear and say, give me the animal or I'll fuck your wife. Then, and they give him the animal, and he still fucks their yeah, wife. They're like, please don't fuck my wife, Lord Byron. He's like, too late, I'm already doing it. Too late, I'm already balls deep. You yeah. speak to me whilst I am balls deep in thine wife. Thine wife. And he's writing a poem about it as he's doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm doing it this way. I've called it doggy style, so I can use her back as a desk. Okay, we need to move on. Yes, so that is my wonderful story of Lord Byron and his bear. Damn, dude. Like, that was a pretty exciting story, I'll be honest. I yeah. am sad that he wasn't able to get a law degree and practice law. Yeah. But, uh... If I ever was in trouble, I would get a bear as a, a defense attorney. I think that would be intimidating enough that I could get away with whatever I did. I, you know what? If your defense attorney can't beat the shit... Out of the people who are accusing you of what you did? Are they even really a lawyer? I don't think no. so. That's not a good defense attorney. Yeah. A good defense attorney needs to be intimidatingly able to beat the shit out of anyone who questions you. No, it's true. Uh, so, I'm going to follow up your bear story with a bear story of my own. However, it's going to be a bit more contemporary, quote-unquote, for a history podcast. I do want to tell me more. Tell you more. Tell oh. you more. The suspense is unbearable. <laughs> he looked like a bitch. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Two different directions the there. The suspense is... A no, you went, tell me more, tell me more, and I thought about a meme from, uh... Does he look like a bitch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. Okay. Anyways. So, I do want to talk about uh, Timothy Treadwell, the man who ultimately did not tread well. And this... <laughs> So despite that very cute play on his last name, this is a very tragic story that happened in the early 2000s. Anyway, let's start at the beginning about how a simple bear enthusiast ended up as a headline. Okay. <laughs> so um, Timothy was a pretty normal dude until, according to his parents, he went away to college. And it was there for some reason that he claimed to be a British orphan who was born in Australia. Yeah, my younger brother used to do that all the time. Did? Like, why? He used to just pretend to be a British orphan that was born in Australia. 
Wow, that's wild. What a coincidence. Totally lying. I guess that's the norm. When you don't know what to do with yourself, when you have a loss of identity, you pretend to be a British orphan that was living in Australia. Australia, That was also born in Australia, which was No, for real though, my younger brother did pretend to be an orphan literally all the time. Much to the chagrin of my mother. It's just like, I'm alive and I take care of him. (laughs) I'm alive. (laughs) I birthed him myself. Yeah, like I was. No, there. he told every he told everyone that he was adopted and that my parents were not his parents. Anyways, oh, tell me more god. about this wow. guy. Wow! Oh my god! Anyway, yeah, tell me more about this bear guy. Yeah, so he developed a drinking problem during this time, but it wasn't until As a heroin. The British often do. Yeah, that are born in Australia. Yeah. As does everyone who goes to college. Yeah. But I digress. I think I dodged that bullet, to be honest. You Good for you, did. I say as I take a swig of beer. As I okay, take a, tr- a truly a swig. isn't really a beer. Yeah, for Hey, it's still alcohol. It's hard I mean... seltzer, bro. I'm just watching my waistline, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I'm watching your waistline too, bitch. <laughs> well, you should be watching my ass. And I like what I see. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Megan, I am All so right. sorry. <laughs> Tell me more about this alcoholic bear enthusiast. I don't know. Did you guys also develop a heroin addiction in college? No, no, I didn't do that. Okay, we drew the line. We drew the line. So. We drew the line. Just, just crack cocaine. Just the cocaine. Did you overdose? No. Yes. No. Overdose? I didn't. Dose? Okay. Did you overdose? (laughs) Anyway. We really need to let Megan get through this story, I think. When did you turn into Ozzy Osbourne? Though? I don't know, Somebody's man. been in my room and took my biz. I don't know, man. All right. So tell me more about this overdosing. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm not even going to go through the list of things that this man <laughs> is anymore. Yeah, so but... he developed a drinking problem, but it wasn't until a heroin overdose nearly killed him that Treadwell began his mission to protect bears. I don't really know how he, like, his come-to-Jesus moment was, I should stop I'm fairly certain that it was a come-to-Ursus moment. Yeah, like, he was like, I worship the old bear gods. Damn, dude, that's the smartest thing I've ever fucking said on this podcast. (laughs) That was very I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. That was pretty good. So explain, so, okay, so he goes away to college, pretends that he's a British-Australian person, has an alcoholism issue, overdoses on heroin, and then decides to save the bears? Yeah, because I think what happened was... I'm pretty sure he went on a vision quest. I think he went on a vision quest, and what he came out the other side knowing was that he had loved bears for a really long time, (laughs) and he was like, I should do something with that. Which, like, whatever gets you to the end, man. So then his friend convinced him, hey, you should go on a trip to Alaska. Um, It's beautiful up there. There's a lot of nature and there are bears. And it was there that he had his first encounter with a wild bear, which led to the next 13 years of him making Alaskan expeditions to study them every summer, which, like... Is a wild conclusion to come to, honestly. Because, like, if I came face-to-face with a wild bear, bears are bigger than you are thinking right now. They are also more violent than we are all thinking right now. I've seen The Revenant, so... 
Well, I, I have seen several bears in person, and you are correct. They are bigger than you fucking think they are. Yeah, that's, like, what I'm saying. So, like, maybe it was... And I'm not saying that, like, bears are monsters. I'm just saying, like, we as fleshy, squishy humans are no, bears, not equipped. Bears... Okay. <laughs> I will clarify this for everyone who's listening. Uh, bears for sure aren't monsters. Bears are fucking bears. Yeah. And it is in their nature to seek out food for their bear needs, which is meat. I'm sorry to tell everyone this, but, like, we are meat. So, (laughs) but this did not deter him. We are just meat. We are just meat. We are driving meat suits. It's wild. But this didn't deter him. He was like, I love bears still. So he spent the the next 13 years, you know, camping in a place on the Katmai Coast, which is in Alaska. And he was known for getting up and close and personal with the bears there, even going so far as to touch them and play with their cubs. Like. <laughs> hey, for those of you that aren't heroin overdose surviving bear enthusiasts touching a bear's cubs is a big no-no yeah that's like bear Bad idea bear rule number one bear rule number one don't talk about fight club as is bear <laughs> rules all over the place but bear rule number two for sure is don't fucking touch their babies the yeah don't touch the babies they are cute but also still bears and then the unspecified bear rule number three is the same as human rule number one which is fuck around and find out yeah fuck around and yeah. find out but he did fuck around and for 13 years did not find out because then he named the okay, bears but i think you just uh i think you just told us the conclusion of this here story well, because... yeah yeah i did but like <laughs> But he there fucked was... around for 13 years, and it was a good 13 years until he found out in year 13. In year 13. Exactly. But, like, 13 years is still a really long time to be fucking around and not and find not out. And not finding out, you're right, for sure. Going back every single summer, like, naming the bears, having favorite bears, and, like, building up a standing relationship with some of them to the point where, like, he could poke the babies and not get fucked up. Okay, but to give you context, as the baby of this podcast, yeah. as the the wee child of this podcast, that is half my fucking life that this man was allowed to just be like, baby bears, alrighty, <laughs> okay, you're the Bernsteins now. Baby bears, these are my oh, hello, baby bears. bears. Yeah. Hey, boo-boo, how about another picnic basket? Yeah, honestly, though, this everything you're saying was his life. He was living high on the hog, living high on the bear, if you will, but not everyone was head over heels for his approach to how he was dealing with his time in the National Park. Uh, the park rangers were not thrilled with how he was acting because he was essentially breaking every park rule in terms of, like, how far you're supposed to be away from the bears. Like, he was bringing tourists into the park without a guide license. He he was camping too long in one space, and he wasn't taking the proper safety precautions. Like, it's one thing if you're going to spend all these time around bears, but, like bring some bear spray, like, any amount of safety precautions, which he didn't. He found it cruel. No, he was just doing his best to just fucking go native. Yeah, dude, he was like, I am a bear. Thank you. 
Roar. Roar. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but so he showed up so often and broke so many rules that the Park Service actually made a rule called the Treadwell Rule that requires campers to move their camps a mile after seven days, which this dude minded at first, but then he was like, this is a ball ache. So he stopped doing it. He's like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do this anymore. I just like, don't care. Uh, I, like, I, I do not agree with this man whatsoever. I, However, yeah. the testicles on this bear loving individual were as big as a bear's testicles. They're huge. Big, they're ursine huge. testicular. Like, I don't know how big a bear's balls are, but, like, it just evokes a lot. Bigger than a human's. Yeah, it just evokes a lot. Bigger than a fucking human's. So despite these warnings, he continued and went on to record 100 hours of bears and to take really great photographs that would be used to create um, this documentary that was made about his life called Grizzly Man. So, I mean, on, on one hand, like, he did do a lot for bear awareness, um, he co-wrote a book about them, he showed up on the Discovery Channel, Dateline, and The Late Show to discuss his experiences, and he did, you know, raise a lot of money for their preservation. And then one day he went to work and he got it. Yeah, so this is, this is where, you know, the tragic conclusion to this no, no, story. No, 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 no. What? This is where the natural conclusion <laughs> to this story. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so I'll say this. This is when, I'll say after this. 13 years, the natural order takes place. Right. My, uh, I will say it is tragic in that a human's life was lost, but the man spent time with, like, bears. Oh, it's not one human's life that was lost. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, so on the last few... Ex- expeditions uh he took his girlfriend with him no who in her journal stated a lot that she was pretty scared of bears (laughs) which i don't know why you would yeah i guess the question becomes why do you date a dude whose life is all about bears like and this cannot be the first time that this came up like i'd imagine that (laughs) you know he didn't I'd imagine that he wasn't shy. Are you kidding me? I'm assuming on the first date over a cup of coffee. What do you feel about bears? Leans in real fucking close and goes, How do you feel about bears? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
and like, she oh, you was mean like, like the Berenstein Bears. I mean, probably pretty good. I mean, they're pretty good children. And he's like, no, 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 no. I mean, real fucking bears. I don't know why Zach is fucking molesting his mic right now, but I'm so turned on. But that's like how he whispered, "How do you feel about bears?" to this so, woman, and she was like, "I'm pretty scared of them." And he was like, I think I can change your mind. So they both got at? <laughs> yeah, so in 2003, you know, when they both ended up dying, uh, yeah. they were both in the park later in the year than usual. Food was scarce and the bears were more aggressive than usual during that time of year. They were fighting over food. Mm-hmm. And, duh. Yeah, duh. And bears that Treadwell didn't know were moving into the area. And some of the last footage that he took was of this one bear that kept diving into the river for a dead piece of salmon. And in the video, which is, like, very strange, Treadwell says, like, he is not comfortable around this bear. And some of the park rangers have speculated that that might be the one that actually killed him. See, because my original assumption before you mentioned all the stuff that you just mentioned about bears being aggressive and the food being scarce... My original assumption was going to be that because he brought his girlfriend along, there was like this unknown element to bears who had already built mm. up a tolerance for this man and that they yeah. had just mauled them because this woman was giving off such an odor of fear or like, yeah, you know? No, and that's what I would have assumed too, but she didn't do anything wrong. It was like kind of a perfect storm of these bears didn't know both of them there was no food and also like there is something inherently scary about this one bear that like is displaying behavior that is not normal even for a well i mean like so it's going for something that's like at the bottom of a river it's desperate that's like animal desperation is what it's doing really yeah yeah yeah. it's desperate for food and it is displaying signs of hyper aggression like that is you take a a big step back there yeah yeah but they so they didn't though and a few years a few days sorry a few days later the air taxi that was supposed to pick them up arrived but found their camp abandoned except for a bear that was just like in the middle of it and the air taxi driver called the park rangers who then found the couple's mangled remains and there was also and this is like the worst part a six minute tape that recorded the couple's voices as they were being mauled. Oh, great, fuck. great. Yeah, yeah. That is like that's one of great. the that is hard. Yeah, one of the um. I I don't think the tape has been released because they no. wanted to use it in the documentary, but uh, it was, they did say that one of the things that was heard on the tape was of uh, Treadwell saying, um, "Get out here! I'm being killed out here." to his girlfriend fuck yeah and when the park service was asked about this death um they said it's tragic but honestly it's not unpredictable so even yeah yeah, even they were like the whole time yeah tragic because a human died but like i mean yeah like not even one though like two people died his girlfriend like had been going there maybe three years in a row with him which like for someone who's scared of bears is a lot but i don't know man it's just like one he should have listened yeah uh he should have stayed away from the bears but two i mean he did 
at least everything that I could find out, he did raise a lot of awareness about bears and how to protect them. So it's kind of hard. Like, is he a villain for not following the rules or is he like a semi good dude for kind of going above and beyond and like trying to get to know bears? Here's my thing. I am not a bear expert or a bexpert for sure. Yeah. Um, However, it's like the same thing as like the minute that you start living with a wild animal is the minute that you're on borrowed time. Like, yeah, sure. You have like someone like Dr. Jane Goodall who lived amongst the gorillas and for some reason was that was okay and learned a lot of stuff. But there was a million ways that that could have gone bad. Yeah. This guy just happened to be part of the one of the ways that it went bad, and it yeah. went really bad, yeah. and that is hard. Like, wild animals are wild animals and should not be fucked with. This is my plea for, please Don't, push the yeah. boundaries of science, but in an ethical way, in a way that keeps you also safe as a human being. Don't go live with I'm bears. not an expert. Yeah, yeah, I'm not an expert on bears or bearology or whatever the hell you want to call it, or wild animals in general. But don't go live with the bears. Yeah. It's a bad idea. So the craziest thing, at least to me, is that there are, as you mentioned just now, Zach, there are situations where people have lived among... Like, there's a documented case of a dude legitimately... And I think it's a fairly modern case. He lives with a pack of wolves. Yeah. And, like... Not only does he not only does he live with this pack of wolves, but they accept him as one. He eats raw meat with them. He can stake his claim to like a kill with them. It's it's so interesting that like someone could do that or someone like Jane Goodall who, you know, spent time with gorillas. I think what's so weird about this story is like had this perfect storm of events not happened this guy may have been able to live harmoniously with this group of bears which but because, he was yeah no he, he had been that. but you don't know no That's no the problem. for sure like i mean no at the end of the day the animal's gonna act like an animal you know what don't i mean fuck with the bear yeah no, yes. I'm not advocating anybody fuck with a bear. I'm just saying, like, this could have been one of those instances where he could have learned so much more had this perfect storm of events not happened. He could have yeah. advocated in different ways for these animals. I absolutely agree with you. Like, I do, I, I am so happy that there is someone, and there are people that champion for the rights of wildlife and that, like, make sure that the creatures and things in the forests are taken care of because we as human beings are shitty as fuck to the environment. However, unless you have the proper training and even with that stated, it's really iffy. Don't go live with yeah, the wildlife. Yeah, don't go live with the I'm wildlife. A, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that loves the woods. Like, it's weird that I live in the city because I can't tell you how much I miss the fucking trees, but I wouldn't go live with the bears. I'm not properly trained for that. And again, it was just after 13 years, I am surprised that even after 13 years there, I'm not surprised after 13 years there wasn't 
that's the point I was trying to make. Mm. I feel like it could have happened or should have happened. I won't even say should have because I'm so upset that it happened in the first place. But it could have happened. It could have happened sooner. So much sooner. Yeah. Well, I think like, the reason that it, uh, humans being around wild animals kind of ends in tragedy so much is because, like you guys said, animals are going to do what they're going to do, right? Like, yeah. they get into fights. Yeah. They... Nature going to nature. Yeah. They get into fights. You know, they even when they show affection, it's like kind of a little bit more than you know humans can take um and we just like Mm -hmm. don't have the natural tools to sort of deal with with that with that so you know while it would be cool to sort of you know get really close with wolves or bears yeah without the proper training or like without our big brain tools like it's not really feasible man no, I think I'm going to end my statements on this piece personally by saying there can only be one master of the bears and he went to Trinity College between yeah. 1805 and 1808 and kept a domicile bear in his dorm room and that's Lord Byron after that don't fuck with the bears. Honestly though, yeah, he was he was bear champion. Okay. Champion of the bears. So we're going to go from uh Zach's words uh, about not fucking with the bears to a story where people fucked with the bears. Okay, good. <laughs> I I have a story. Amazing. I have a story Amazing. for you guys. I just want to say, Matt, before you begin, yeah. we have clearly learned nothing as a species. No, nothing at all. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, okay, so this story happened before Megan's story. So, so again, we have learned nothing I mean, as a like species. It, it could have, yeah. I mean, okay. however the timeline plans out, we have learned, We've nothing, learned nothing as yeah. a species. And sometime down the line, another person will go live amongst the bears and they'll get it too. And, you know. Okay, so I've yep. got a story for you guys. And as seems to be my niche right now, it's either World War II or Greece. But this one comes from World <laughs> War II. Amazing. <laughs> You're making all the dads very happy. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. This is for you, dads. This is... <laughs> for all the dads My dad doesn't there. know what Spotify is, but this is for you other dads. Yeah. I'm going to make a really bad joke here, but Papa Bear, this one's for you. Oh, damn. Okay, get out. Um, okay. All right, I'm out of here. Later. Okay, so, we'll in, uh, in the year of our Lord, 1942, a uh, a group of liberated Polish prisoners of war... We're being moved through um, Hamadan in Iran on a trip out of the Soviet Union. Uh, they were on their way to a refugee camp. I think, okay. if I remember correctly, it was in Egypt or somewhere else in the Middle East. I can't remember off the top of my head. And my notes are pretty poor. So, But while they were at a train station, they encountered a young boy who was selling a bear cub. That he had found whose mother had been killed by hunters. And so he just like had this bear cub with him. Just chilling with it as just you Just chilling. Do. Yeah, he's hanging out. Um, so in this group of uh, civilians and Polish prisoners, uh, there's this little girl named Arena Bokowitz who thought that the bear was cute. And she asked if uh, someone would buy it so that they could take it with them. And Arena... Uh, gets her wish someone buys the bear for her she ends up taking care of the bear before donating the bear to what was called the second transport company 
And they ended up naming the bear Voitek, which is shorthand version of a longer name, which I will not try to pronounce. But essentially, the name means Happy Warrior. Oh, okay. So that's kind of adorable in its own right. Yeah, I mean, for a bear. Yeah, for a bear, for which we have already found out are, you know, death machines. Killing machines. Yeah. Yep. Uh, So Wojtek was a brown bear, and uh, when he was young, they, they adopted him when he was around three months or four months, I think. They used to feed him milk, condensed milk, out of an empty vodka bottle. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, okay. Because why not? That's but cool. uh, that's kitschy. Yeah, as he was so as he was traveling with these Polish people, um, these Polish soldiers, he grew up, which is you know normal brown Natural. bears. Ba- brown bears grow to be around six hundred pounds. Oh, is that all? Yeah, at his heaviest, Wojtek was only uh four hundred and ninety, but. Okay. So he grew during his time with these people, as is to be expected for all young things. But during his time with the second transport company, he became sort of their mascot. Oh. The second transport company eventually changed its name to the 22nd Artillery Supply Company. That's a better mouthful. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But they spent their early days, as I mentioned, in sort of like Middle Eastern countries so, like, Iran, Egypt, these sort of hot, I guess Egypt is not Middle Eastern, but, like, it's a hot climate location. And mm-hmm. so Wojtek went with these Polish soldiers all of these places, but because he's a fucking brown bear that's not, you know, set for desert climates, he yeah. struggled a bit with the yeah, heat. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little. Um, Just a bit. Yeah. Just a fucking bit. Just a small amount. He struggled with the heat while he was traveling with with the 22nd Company. It's often reported uh, that he would chase after oranges that the soldiers were using as grenades for practice. So they would throw out these practice grenades and Wojtek would go running after fucking these oranges and just eat them. (laughs) I love him so much. (laughs) But the biggest issue... With regards to Wojtek was he would, uh, he learned eventually how to get into the showers. Oh, no. And he learned how to turn them on. What the fuck? And because they were in these warmer climates, they had to ration water. No. So it, it often became a fucking situation where everyone was short on water because Wojtek would just go in and turn on the showers and just lay in the water. <laughs> so he would cause water shortages for these camps, but they fucking loved him anyways. They're like, man. Naturally. Our, how could you yeah, not? No our kidding. giant fur son is such a burden. Oh, but we what love a burden. him. Yeah, no, for sure. He's uh he's a character. So <laughs> But he, he, as I said, he became a bit of a mascot, but he also became, like, just one of the guys. So much so that when they were, like, sitting around and relaxing, they would, like, light cigarettes and give them to Wojtek. <laughs> Saturdays are for the boys Saturdays and are the bear. For the boys. Wojtek was very much one of the boys. He would just, like, show <laughs> up and 
Uh, he'd sit around the campfires or whatever, and they'd give him a cigarette, and he'd take a couple puffs of it, and then he'd eat it. <laughs> so, and then he also... That's animal abuse, but I'm Yeah, no, for I'm sure. Sorry. I mean, 19, 1940s were a different time, clearly. So Wojtek would sit, and he'd smoke these cigarettes, and then eat them. But then they would also give him beers. Oh, no. And no, he no, would... No. Uh, he would finish the beers. He would, like, skull these fucking things. And he would do that. You know how they used to do in, like, cartoons where, like, if your beer runs out, you, like, eyeball the bottom of it to see where the rest of the beer is because you went <laughs> through it too fast? Yep. Reports say that Wojtek used to skull a beer and then fucking hold the beer up to his eye and, like, look at the bottom to see if there was any more beer left in it. He's like, hey, military dads. Hey, dads, I'm out. I'm out. Can <laughs> Dad, you... can I have another beer? Last time I checked, this wasn't a fucking dry campus. Yeah, can we, uh... Can we can fix we... this situation here? Can we hook a brother up? Thank so, <laughs> that being said, he luckily didn't have to spend his whole life in a desert. As uh, the war broke out, obviously, and these Polish soldiers eventually got asked, the 22nd Artillery was asked to help the British 8th Army uh, during the Italian campaign. They got on ships and went with the British to help fight the war. However, the rules on the ship that were transporting uh, soldiers was that there were no pets, and there were no animal mascots allowed. Fuck that. Yeah, right? Like, just like your yep. thing I'm getting uh, real tired. with Lord Byron, except this one was a little bit more inclusive to be like, ah, ah, ah no fucking... Maybe the British learned from Lord Byron, and they were like, okay, we once, <laughs> we once had a situation where we specified no pets, and some guy brought a bear. So we're going to specify no mascots, but these guys brought a bear, and you know how they fucking did it? Did they dress him up? Did they dress him up like a person? Yeah. No. They uh, gave him uh. fucking military rank. <laughs> he became a private in the Polish army. I love and it. And he was allowed to be on this boat with two fucking handlers assigned to take care of him. So he was now private Wojtek. And he was going to go fight in the Italian campaign alongside yeah. the British 8th Army. He's, they're like, don't talk to our son. Yeah, do son. not talk to our son. Do not talk don't to me or my contact. son ever again. Don't talk to him. Yeah. So, um... He is fighting the good fight. He is fighting the good fight, for sure. I mean, I'd take a bear yeah. any day. <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely choose a bear over, you know, most people. What's better than a gun? How about a fucking bear? You brought a bear to a gunfight! What? Anyways. <laughs> so they show up. People don't expect it. Yeah, no, you definitely, you're definitely not looking for a bear on the battlefield. It's almost like... Got the uh, element of surprise. It's almost like Jack Churchill, who brought, you know, the broadsword and the crossbow. You're not looking yep. to get stabbed by a broadsword. Yeah. So why would you be ready for it? Well, you just, you gotta, you gotta, you know, 
have the element of surprise. The element of surprise. <laughs> so, anyways, they privatize. They they make uh they make Wojtek a private. They bring him along and they get engaged in something. Uh, one of the bigger conflicts. Well, the most notable conflict that they get into is the uh, Battle of Monte Cassino. And in the Battle of Monte Cassino, Wojtek has a very important job. And that job is carrying artillery to the gunners and to, you know, various various places. He does this at four times the weight of his fellow soldiers. So where they're able to carry, like, one ammo case, he is able to carry four of them. We're I wonder why. Maybe he's a because fucking he's bear. a bear. Yeah, it might, it might have something to do with him being a bear. But he he did this by copying the other people. So he's standing on his hind legs, <laughs> carrying four of these cases of artillery shells. And reportedly, there are reports that he was only ever carrying empty shells. There are reports that he was carrying, you know, uh, live ammunition, but regardless of whether it was live or whether it was empty, he never dropped a shell. He never dropped a single case of ammunition. except What a god's damned champion. Except to put it down where it was supposed to be. I love him. I fucking love this bear. Yeah, so he, uh, he goes through this battle. After that point, the 22nd Artillery make him their emblem okay. they have they have a picture of a bear standing up with an artillery shell in its paws oh, uh and they make that their emblem for the 22nd uh artillery i thought company. you were gonna tell me that they like made him their captain oh no 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 <laughs> He's general uh, of the army no he earned a promotion he became corporal <laughs> oh okay <laughs> yes so um yeah, he, he became. He's doing four times the work. Yeah, he became he their it. emblem, and they they carried it with him. But uh, by the time that the twenty second ends up leaving uh, the war, they are at a loss to kind of figure out where they want Wojtek to go because they didn't want to send him back to the Soviet Union, because they were afraid he would become this poster child for communism. And that was what they were sort of actively fighting against while they were engaged in combat. So they didn't really want him to be this symbol for the thing that they were fighting against. So a few of the soldiers from the 22nd retired in Scotland and decided to bring Wojtek with them. Hell yeah. So Wojtek ends up ends up retiring in, I think it's Berkshire, Scotland. He lives there for a number of years, at which time he is treated even more like one of the boys because many of the local farmers give him, like, jam and honey and basically treat him like he's a guest all the time there are often games of soccer that are played with Wojtek where he's just like allowed to kick around a ball uh he was invited to attend birthday parties for members of the community and every so often he would be engaged in wrestling matches with just Random farmers that thought to test their metal against a fucking bear. 
Wow. And did they die? No, they didn't. Oh. Which is surprising then, given what we heard from your story. Just like, I just don't understand. I think he was an anomaly. I think I think the answer is one bear good, more than one bear <laughs> one, bad. One bear, oh, pretty okay. Ape together, strong. Uh, ape together. That's a that's a reference to fucking Planet of the Apes. I you know, but ape ape together definitely takes over planet. Same yeah, thing for goes sure. for bear. Of the apes. Same thing goes for Um, so anyways, he he lives he lives in this community of farmers for a number of years, uh, before he is then retired to the Edinburgh's Edinburgh Zoo. And he lives out the rest of his days at the Edinburgh Zoo as people come to visit him and throw cigarettes for him to eat. Um <laughs> he died he died at the age of twenty one, and as I mentioned before, uh, at his peak weight of 490 pounds. Yeah, was he so, was he thin because of all the nicotine? Or I'd imagine yes, but who's to say, really? Who's to say? I'm just like, Fuck. I'm just very curious about his nicotine and alcohol I also feel very protective of this boy, who was very clearly yeah. a good boy. I know. He was the best boy. He was the best boy. I just, I think it's really in between both of your bears for who was the best bear tonight, because my bears were decidedly not good bears. Not great Not good bears, they were, yes. They were bad news bears. They were um, not the best bears. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. So here's the thing. I'd like to start a poll on who was the best bear. <laughs> on whose bear is best. Okay, but there was a thing that you can take place in where at, during hibernation season when there's a bunch of bears that oh, are Oh, hell fat, yes, I've You can vote this. on the fattest bear and the best yeah. fat oh, bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking, um... It's one national park that does it. They, like, post yep. pictures of all their bears and you get to, like figure out who's fattest and all this shit yeah it's the greatest it's the world's greatest i like that one a lot what a beautiful episode uh filled yeah no i i figured we could uh i figured we could throw the time machine on and we could go way back to the beginning if you don't mind oh yeah go ahead all right guys I'm gonna i'm gonna flip a switch here please block your ears if uh you're sensitive to loud noises Okay, so today's the Ides of March. Um, I just want to read a quick... This is sort of undocumented, but I kind of want to read a thing. Uh, These are Julius Caesar's last words. Go on. Ready? Yeah. What is it? Bring your knife to work day? Stop. (laughs) I want to end the podcast right now. I don't want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) I'm, I'm okay with that. I want to, I just want to, I don't know how someone goes from being badass enough to be, like, a king of pirates for that brief time when he was the king of pirates as a youth to, like, getting stabbed by so, so many people. Yeah, and then, I mean, pussying out on life like a bitch. I get you. I, I guess we're just going to have to go with the, the Dark Knight th- saying where you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become, become the villain. villain. Yeah. And I think that that was very true with Caesar where it's like, okay, cool. You were really like uh, the dope dude, the person to to look up to. And then you were like, nah, how about endless war? 
how about I just do all my pet projects without talking to the Senate? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. They know who they elected. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, but we could also start having the same conversation with American politics, and I'd rather fucking not. Yeah, I don't want to talk about how America is a modern day (laughs) allegory for Rome. So anyway... (laughs) <laughs> no, but I just I just thought it was kind of funny to, you know, look back at that situation and just be like, yo, Julius Caesar used to be a fucking, the fucking man. Baller? Yeah. He used he's, to be dope yeah. as hell. Yeah, and now all of a sudden yeah. he's getting stabbed in the back by lots of people. Also, yeah. it's important to note that I think like 43, there were like 43 senators and he was only stabbed like 20 times. So like, well, some, some of the, people bitched some of them out. Missed. Half of them bitched out. Yeah, half of them were like, yeah, I'll step Caesar, I guess. But there's also the off chance that even more of them bitched out and he was just stabbed multiple times by, like, the same people. The joke's it. It was just Brutus. Just Just Brutus Brutus jumping on his fucking back and going ham as hell. Just hammering on it. You fucking bitch. Yeah, he's like, A2, Brute, and Brute is like, yeah, bitch, and again, and again, (laughs) and again. And everyone, like, all the senators are just like, He's got fucking DJ Khaled standing in the, another one. And Brutus is like, hell yeah, bitch. They're like, we just don't get paid enough for this. Um, All the senators being like, I think that's enough. And he's like, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's only enough until I say it's enough. (laughs) I just thought that would be an interesting, I thought, I thought it was really interesting to, like, think about. No, it you just is. hear the the halo voiceover in the background as Brutus <laughs> is going at it. Overkill, <laughs> godlike, <laughs> running riot, team kill. Anyway, he's getting all the yeah. achievements by himself. Just by himself, yeah. Brutus getting them chivos. Um, yeah, I think that that's a good spot to wrap it up, though. Right, <laughs> uh, do you want to? Do you want to ask our one last question? You know, I've been thinking about this um, for a bit. It kind of ruins the illusion when you ask me if I want to... What the fuck, history? from the triumvirate productions and what the fuck history we encourage you to tell a friend we don't pay for any ads so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us you can find us on facebook at the triumvirate productions on twitter at triumvirate underscore pod and on instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.